Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever you're hearing this wonderful podcast. It's me, Johnny Flint, and you have tuned in to Flint Chat with Johnny Flint. On today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about comics, specifically Spider-Man, a non-spoiler review of Doctor Strange, and of course, the announcement of a couple of movies. Well, let's go ahead and get started. For our first topic today, we're going to be talking about comics. Specifically, of course, Spider-Man. Now, in the recently released issue 1 of the new Spider-Man comics, it has been shown that Spider-Man and Mary Jane have broken up for the thousandth time. Now, this comes with a little twist after the last run finished with them starting their relationship strong, everybody happy about it, and of course Marvel has to throw it out out the window. Now, the one thing that is interesting about this is the fact that Mary Jane is now with somebody else and has a couple of kids. Whether or not this is Manifesto, playing games, an illusion by somebody else, maybe Mysterio or anything above, is beyond me and hopefully we're able to see this resolve in a way where everybody's happy because honestly them being together will make everybody happy moving on to another spider-man is spider-man 2099 miguel o'hara now he has been somewhat neglected in recent comics of having some runs go for a little bit and then being canceled In this recent run, they're actually bringing back Ghost Rider 2099. Now, Ghost Rider 2099 is very different from his past self, since this takes place in a possible future. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, so he's like Johnny Blaze from the Nicolas Cage movie. He has a spirit of vengeance. He actually does not. This Ghost Rider is similar to a Terminator. So, this person's real name is Kenshiro Zero Cochran. And he is different from a regular Ghost Rider because he's actually a 100% robot. He just has the appearance of a Ghost Rider. So, he has a hacker's ability. So, the person behind this was a hacker who found out a secret. And was basically killed, but before being killed, he uploaded his consciousness into the internet where he found the program and inherited the robot's body. Now, like I said before, the robot looks like the original Ghost Rider, so he took up the mantle. And basically, he has none of the powers of the Ghost Rider, so no... Uh, what's the other powers of the Ghost Rider? Look, wait, let me think about it. Ah, Hellfire, Penance Stare, Change. He morphs his robotic body to whatever he needs. So, Chainsaw Hands. He has, of course, some superior strength, but not on par with a Ghost Rider. If anything, I would definitely rate him as maybe, not enhanced, but maybe a mid-level threat. Definitely not one of the best stories out there, but then again, it's a hit or miss with a lot of 29 characters. Now, 
talking away from Marvel and going to DC, we're going to be talking about a character from the 90s who has been brought back and to face Batman in this ongoing Shadow of War comic book series between Talia al Ghul and Deathstroke. Now, if you have not been following along, this Shadow of War comic run basically is a war between Talia al Ghul and, of course, Deathstroke. After Deathstroke was framed for killing Ra's al Ghul, who was going to share the secrets of the labyrinth, the Lazarus Pit, after telling people that he could no longer use it and was now mortal. Someone dressed as Deathstroke shot him, killed him, and now a war is brewing between the two factions. Batman and Robin have to find out who is behind it before this war gets out of hand, because of course this war is going to take place in Gotham. Now, the character Prometheus is an old character, but a very dangerous one. He is a villain who actually bested the Justice League after they were exhausted and down after being fighting a different character. Now, he actually is an incredibly smart person, having a suit and a helmet who's able to mimic and copy someone's fighting style and work against it. He actually is an expert hacker who infected Steel's suit to make it non-functional and shot Martian Manhunter with a dart that actually messed with his powers and shapeshifting. He cut off Roy Harper's arm, Green Arrow's sidekick, and killed his daughter in an attack that destroyed Green Arrow's city. I believe it's Star City. But anyway, he basically destroyed the Justice League, maimed through them, and left them scarred. Now, after this, he was on the run, but was caught by Green Arrow, who did the most unheuristic thing, but in the spur of the moment, killed him with an arrow through his head. So how Prometheus is back, or the fact that how his involvement in the Shadow War will progress is yet to be seen and should be interesting to find out, especially considering the fact that his reputation in the 90s is hopefully still intact as the most dangerous and the most intelligent person on the face of the planet. Besides, of course, Batman, Lex Luthor, and maybe Mr. Terrific one of the smartest people in the DC Universe. Again, hopefully they're able to bring justice to Prometheus to make him the threat that Batman needs to face. Now, moving on to another DC comic run, we're going to be talking about Task Force Z. Now, if those of you who are not familiar, Task Force Z, of course, the Z stands for zombies, is a task force similar to the Suicide Squad. Now, these are villains who have been killed but brought back via the Lazarus Pit and being led by none other by Jason Todd, a.k.a. the Red Hood. Now, some of these members are Talon, 
Bane, Mr. Freeze, and Manbat, and a couple of others, but these are the most recognizable names. Now, how these characters died is that in the beginning of the run, the Arkham Asylum was flooded with Joker gas, killing most, if not all, of the Batman's villains who were stuck there. But it wasn't the Joker who released the gas, but somebody else who wanted to frame the Joker. This is all explained in the Joker run, which I may cover another time. Anyway, of course, Amanda Waller saw this opportunity and injected them with the Lazarus Pit's waters, and basically to keep them alive via a zombie form, not bringing them back all the way. Now, in the beginning of the run, they were given very little to bring them back as mindless zombies, which can be controlled to a point, but of course craved human flesh. They were later given more of the serum to bring back their personalities. Now, how this run is going to continue or end is anybody's guess, but it's going to be interesting considering that most of Batman's villains are six feet under. Hopefully they're able to bring them back, especially one of my favorite Batman villains, Mr. Freeze, who definitely deserves a lot more justice than being a zombie. Anyway, moving on to our next topic, which will be about TV shows, we're going to be talking about the latest Moon Knight episode and just how amazing it was. Now, of course, where we last left off on episode 5, they had met the goddess Tawat, and basically they were trying to find balance within themselves to move on and hopefully get resurrected. Of course, Stephen fell off leaving only Mark as the sole person. Now, starting episode 6, Mark goes back, starts to freeze while apologizing to Stephen, who is now just a mummified sand person. Osiris felt pity on them, resurrected them both, and sent them back to the world of the living, because Osiris is, of course, the Egyptian god of resurrection. Now, Tawat has a little bit of a big role in this and became one of my favorite characters. She became Lila's avatar after it was shown that Moon Knight and Khonshu were going to need help to fight Tamat. Now, honestly, it was very interesting to see these two have powers and it just played off beautifully. The hippo, Tawat, was just amazing funny and all around again very goofy i loved it and of course layla being the avatar kicking butt with her new power saying that yes i am the egyptian superhero was kind of cool and of course them stopping the entire plot with jack harrow now the ending was very interesting considering that they trapped the goddess in harrow and told Khonshu that they weren't going to kill him because that would make them as bad as he is and told them or told specifically Khonshu that they were going to be released from their contract. Khonshu agreed but to a point which brings us to the after credit. Now throughout this entire series it had been hinted that there was more than two personalities in Moon Knight. 
and we get to see the last one, Jack Lockley, be revealed as the driver who ends up killing Jack Harrow, thus killing the threat. Now, this is interesting because in the original comics, he was a cab driver who was good at getting information. In the show, he is much more violent. And because Lockley has agreed to continue being Conchu's avatar, that means Mark and Steven are along for the ride. What this bodes for season two or even a movie, I do not know. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see Mark and Steven realize that they're still attached to the Moon Knight, Mantle, and Conchu's avatar. Now, moving on to another show, The Offer. Now, The Offer is a show about how the original Godfather was made and should be interesting considering the stories that had been told. Now, if you weren't aware of this, The writers had to get permission from the mafia to film a lot of these films and the mafia actually sent some of their own men to monitor the movie to make sure they were looked upon as respectful and ironically some of the characters in the movie are actual gang mafia members if you did not know that i know that might blow your mind some of these characters is the character in the beginning who kept repeating his lines before meeting the Godfather. He was actually a hitman for the Mafia, who appeared in several other Mafia-based movies. A little fun fact, so to see how everything was put together in a show instead of a movie should be interesting, and hopefully the offer proves to be just as interesting as the first two Godfather movies. Maybe we'll get a season two talking about Godfather Part 2. Maybe not as dramatic considering The Godfather is reflected upon as one of the greatest movies of all times, but then again, who knows what problems would have been seen in making The Godfather Part 2. Now, speaking of shows, Netflix has been on the news because, of course, they have a reputation of canceling shows whether they have one season or two, or make it to three somehow. And Netflix has canceled a bunch of promising shows, like Space Force, Raising Dion, and Netflix cut their animation department to combat their loss in revenue because, of course, they have lost a lot of subscriptions. Now, a lot of this comes from them cracking down on password sharing, and with the cut on their animation department has had a negative effect on how the company is going to preside itself. Because of the fact with all these cuts, we don't know what's going to happen next. They've already canceled a couple of animated shows that were looking promising. And we don't know if this means that they're going to be canceling the League of Legends show, No More Castlevania. But from my understanding, because these are independent studios making this, they will be safe. Hopefully, with this cancellations moving forward, we're able to see more quality in shows instead of them just throwing out random movies and TV shows that nobody ends up watching. I hope Netflix gets their crap together. Because, like I said, if not, 
they're going to see their stock numbers dwindle even further. Now, anyways, we're going to be talking about Warner Brothers and the cancellation of shows like Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow. Now, if you're unaware, Discovery and Warner Brothers have merged together, and with the merger comes, of course, a new head of the company who wants to roll back a lot of Warner Brothers' decisions on the DC Universe. This includes the movies and the shows, and I honestly don't blame them. For years, they've been just throwing movies on the wall, hopefully making them stick. I mean, we saw Batman vs. Superman as basically the garbage movie that it is. And seeing the Justice League, them going one direction with Zack Snyder, and another one with another director, and even then, having a four-hour movie is asking a lot, because a lot of that build-up could have been built before the Justice League movie in previous movies. Honestly, before they even had a Justice League movie, they should have had an Aquaman movie, a Flash movie, a Batman movie, not going from Superman to Batman vs. Superman all the way up to the Justice League. It just makes DC look sloppy, and I'm glad they're getting their crap together and doing something coherent. Now, of course, I really hope that they still continue with independent solo movies that is not connected, like, of course, The Joker and The Batman. Two of my favorite DC movies, especially The Batman, which was fantastic on its own, and the shows that are getting canceled have honestly been put out to pasture for a while, especially a show like Batwoman, which wasn't great to begin with. I am very sad about League of Legends, especially since they were canceled before they were able to have a proper series finale. But then again, the show has been running on its last leg for a while, and ending a show on a cliffhanger to hopefully get an extra season was not the saving grace that they thought they were going to get. Now anyway, moving on from TV shows and into one of my favorite subjects, movies. Now, I saw the Doctor Strange 2 movie in theaters, so I was blessed enough to get the trailer for Avatar 2. Now, this was a more of a trailer than a teaser, because I honestly did not get anything from the teaser, except that the humans are back, they're fighting a new threat or a human threat, it wasn't very clear, but the visuals were spectacular. Now, of course, this is going to take place 10 or maybe 12 years into the future after the last movie took place, which makes sense considering it's been that long since Avatar originally took place. Now, hopefully, James Cameron is able to bring the same magic he has brought to his previous movies. I can't remember the last time I saw a James Cameron movie. I believe the last one he truly did was Avatar, but I honestly can't wait considering that James Cameron is one of my favorite directors. Now, of course, we're going to be moving on to talk about Warner Brothers again and their cancellation of a movie that they were going to do called The Wonder Twins. Now, if you're not familiar with The Wonder Twins, they made their debut in the Hanna-Barbera animated television series, the all-new Super Friends Hour. Now, the Wonder Twins' powers 
are basically connected. They would put their fists together and be able to morph into anything they would want to be. Now, the movie had gotten some scrutiny because of the fact that they casted Caucasian actors for characters that obviously looked like they came from Asian descent. Now, of course, in the show, they're listed as aliens, but they still could have casted characters that looked like them in real life. Now, I'm not going to lie and say I was looking forward to this movie because honestly, out of all the DC characters they could have made a live action movie about, the Wonder Twins were not on my list at all. Given they're good characters, but they haven't really made much of an appearance in comics, let alone TV shows, for them to actually get a movie. Then again, we'll see what plans DC has for the future. Now, speaking of future, I'm waiting to hear whether or not they're going to kick Ezra Miller to the curb because of the fact that he's getting so much trouble by being arrested and having bad publicity. They're already getting this from Amber Heard, who I hope they cut her runtime lower than 10 minutes from the Aquaman 2 movie. But it seems like DC's got to get their actors and actresses to behave for them to move forward. Because it's not going to look good if they end up getting a scandal and they're going to have to recast after a movie is successful. Now, time to talk about one of my favorite movies of this year, Doctor Strange. Now, of course, this is going to be a non-spoiler review which means I'm going to be talking about it in a general sense without spoiling anything. Now, the one thing I will say about Doctor Strange 2 is that Sam Raimi brings his evil dead chops to the movie. From the camera visuals, you can see that it's very similar to Evil Dead when the Deadites used to chase people. Now, when it comes to the CGI, a lot of it looks like it's going to be dated. It doesn't look great. But that's only in the first half of the movie. The second half, oh my god, does the CGI look fantastic. And it gets really dark. The visuals are fantastic. It brings such a great horror vibe that you're not gonna see what comes next. Now, the one thing I love about Sam Raimi's is the cameos. Now, there are multiple cameos, which is amazing. Some stuff that you want to see and some stuff that you're like, huh, I did not see that coming. The one cameo that everybody knows about is Bruce Campbell's. Bruce Campbell's cameo is spectacular. And if you're an Evil Dead fan, you're going to love how his uh, reaction to Doctor Strange is. Because they kind of do a callback to Evil Dead, which is really fun. The other cameos are really great, even if they're there for a short period. And the one thing that I cannot wait for is these cameos to turn into the actual roles for these characters moving on towards the future. Some cameos that I was led to believe was going to happen did not, which made me a little sad. But then again, who knows about the future. Now, one thing I want to do is talk about how this movie is going to make comic book characters float. 
Now, there's a lot of Easter eggs that if you blink, you miss, or if you hear about it, the regular moviegoer won't know the significance. Now, again, I will be talking about this in my spoiler review of Doctor Strange 2, which I will dedicate an entire episode to. It may not be as long as my regular episodes, but then again, it will be talking about my theories of how the MCU will continue in the future and who the big baddie will be or big baddies. They're definitely leaving a lot of stuff in the air. Anyway, one thing I want to say, and of course this isn't a spoiler, is that there's two after credits. So if you haven't seen the movie, just wait until the very end because those two after credits may or may not be important. Again, you're going to have to take a look to see. Anyway, we're going to be talking about another topic. One of my other favorites, video games. Now, speaking of Bruce Campbell and Evil Dead, there is actually going to be an Evil Dead game. Now, the developers for this is the same developers behind games like World War Z, WWE 2K, Battlegrounds, and Crisis Remastered. Now, I am halfway excited about this just because I am a big Evil Dead fan, watched it with my father, all three movies, via backwards, which is interesting enough, and I honestly love the movies and love the characters, love the TV show, so to see this game come alive with the look and the feel from what the trailer has shown, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be going in hesitant, but hopefully I like the game more than enough to leave a good review, because trust me, I will most definitely leave a bad one if the game is bad. Hopefully from the visuals that's able to be graphically beautiful and just be a fun game overall. It is said to be very similar to Left 4 Dead and I'm just hoping it's just as fun. Now, speaking of video games, Expa and Bethesda has decided to forego E3 since it has been cancelled and make their own event. Now, the speculation is about their game Starfield, which has gotten so much hype since being revealed in 2018, and there's absolutely nothing about the game that has been released except a couple videos, which not has given us a plot, characters, or anything above that. It is said to be the most expensive game yet because of the graphical evolution that this game has progressed and for it to be the next generation experience now hopefully this game lives up to the hype because i don't have an xbox but i have a pc so it should be a fun game to play and it's going to be great because honestly xbox has been lacking an exclusive triple a games which playstation has been flying with so hopefully this is able to give Xbox and Edge because the recent release of Halo Infinite has been met with lackluster experience and reviews because of the fact that they haven't really released anything for the game and it's going to take long which isn't good for a live service game and an open world game which was promised to be a game that will last you 10 years. So again we will see how this manifests. Anyway, speaking of AAA games, 
Battlefield 2042, a game with operators, glitches, and gameplay that people are tired of. Now, one of the things about Battlefield 2042 that makes it different from other Battlefield games is that it's a multiplayer game only with no single player games. Now, when it came to Battlefield 2042, the one thing that people did not like about the game when it was announced and even when it had the beta were the operators, which was met with a lackluster response because before everybody knew each other's role. If someone was down, they knew where the medic was because it would show an icon. Now with operators, it gives people free reign to do whatever they want. You can't switch factions. And the fact that now with operators, you're able to pick whatever guns you want, there's not even a lot of guns to begin with when it comes to this game. Not to mention with them being able to patch the glitches on this game, which came out riddled with glitches. It seemed like EA was just trying to throw together a game, sadly with the Battlefield mantra, which is one of their biggest IPs and one of their most recognizable, and just throw cautions to the wind and said, screw it, they're just going to like this game anyway. Now, this game, being a multiplayer game only, has shown a massive decline in numbers of players who are actually playing the game. Their previous two games, Battlefield 4 and Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1, have more players than this game now being one of their biggest failures. Heck. People are already calling it dead, and I don't blame them. The drop in players from previous Battlefield games, the lack of guns, and with them giving this away at full price and then revealing a plan to make this free to play. A real slap to the face to the players who have dedicated themselves to Battlefield. And one thing also is the fact that they've already announced they're working on the next Battlefield game, seemingly abandoning this one. I don't know what's going through EA's head, but they can only do this so many times before people are not going to buy their games. Honestly, the only EA game I'm looking forward to is Fallen Order because it's a single player game with a single player experience. So there's no room for them to mess this up with their usual battle pass, play to win, and other stuff you see in their sports games. Honestly, when it comes to EA, I am always very weary about their new releases because I know it's going to be a money grab. Hopefully, they're able to reel themselves in and bring back the passion that was in their previous games. Anyway... Moving on from video games and talking about current events. Now, I know most of you have already heard that there was a leak of a draft talking about the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, this should be interesting because if they overturn Roe v. Wade, that means that abortion rights is going to be up to the states. And depending on what state you might be in, it may be scary because abortion may be legal. Now, in my personal opinion, I believe that abortion should be illegal when the heartbeat is heard. Again, this is my opinion. 
I'm not telling you what to do. This is just what I believe. If you believe something different, then you believe something different. I'm not going to criticize you over it because this is America and everyone has the right to their own opinions as long as it's not violent to the other. And with the Supreme Court being mostly conservative, it's likely this may be happen regardless of the protests. And there's absolutely nothing the president can do about it because for them to actually keep this permanent, they're going to have to make this a permanent law. And with the House and the Senate the way it is, it's most likely not going to happen. Anyway, moving on from that, we're going to be talking about the manhunt that's been going on for nine days straight. And this is the manhunt for a prisoner and correction officer who shared the last name, but is not related, who seemed to have been having a relationship for the past two years. Now, it's interesting to see in this day and age when a correction officer is able to escort somebody to an appointment that they never had at a mental institution and get away for nine straight days. Honestly, this seems like it'd be a great Netflix show, HBO Max, or something. I already know in about a year from now, after they capture them, we're going to be hearing about this Netflix show starring, I don't know, Elizabeth Banks or somebody as the correction officer. And I don't know who would play the prisoner. Honestly, maybe I throw the hat in the ring with Ryan Reynolds. Who knows? Honestly, they can turn this into whatever they want. But it's very interesting to see how this progresses. And I'll let you guys know if they're captured. But dang. Nine straight days. I don't know. I mean, it's Alabama, so who knows? Anyway, that concludes this episode of Went Chat with Johnny Flint. I want to thank you to my audience who has continued to listen to the show and know that I'm going to continue to make more episodes. Hopefully, we're able to continue with the two episodes per week. But anyway, I don't know if you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, or Pandora. But if you are, please leave a like and subscribe. And please tell your friends about it. This has been Fuent Chat with Johnny Fuent. Thank you. Good morning. Good night. Or good afternoon.